0: all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks such as delicious spicy chimichangas, depending on where you're at. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy. And with us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how we doing today? Chimichangas? Chimichangas. You know, like, because Deadpool likes chimichangas.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. I guess I see, it depends I, on I what, see what theater. You did there.
0: I, it depends on what theater you're going to to get chimichangas. I have to imagine you can get like mini chimis somewhere.
1: I would imagine, maybe. Whatever.
0: All right. It seemed topical. Considering that we're talking about Deadpool 2 today, Deadpool 2, obviously, the big. I mean, I, I don't know if you would consider it the biggest post Infinity War release. I would.
1: Uh, to date? I think, I think the biggest... To date or you mean...
0: No, like as, yeah, to date. Like it's gotta be,
1: right? Well, yeah, what are you, what are you gonna put in front of it? I don't know, I'm just thinking,
0: I'm just thinking, I'm I'm thinking of like some people who might have think like, you know, Life of the Party was like a really big movie for them. I I don't know. No. No, all right, so. No. (laughs) This is unequivocally, without a doubt, to date, the first movie to come out. Post Infinity War, that's a big movie that we can consider to be a big movie. I think it's obviously going to take the top of the box office. We've already talked about the estimates. Put it by the time by the time this comes out, they'll be the box office will be final. But the estimates are putting it at 125. Not bad. Not bad at all. It's only five less than the original. I think open to so that's pretty good. Uh, obviously, a lot of people like it. You and I saw it, David. This is gonna be a good old fashioned, no spoilers at the beginning and spoilers at the end episode. So right off the bat, how do you how'd you like it?
1: I enjoyed it. Um I I think it's one of those movies that was so unique and so original when it when the first one came out yeah. that like it's hard to say it was as good as the first because some of what made the first great was we'd never seen anything like this before. Yeah,
0: as an element of surprise, like
1: all the the style of the movie, the jokes, you know, even like full on referencing like mm-hmm. things not related like things in pop culture, like about the movie itself or other films in right. the Marvel universe. Um, those types of things we had never really had, um, at least not on this type of stage. Um, You know, we had been kind of programmed to what a superhero movie was going to be. Sure. It was going to be PG-13. It's going to be an action movie. It was going to be action. It was going to be a lot of CGI. You know, it was going to be, you know, good versus bad. Right. You know. They won't curse that much. Yeah. It won't be that violent. So I think going into this one, all the marketing was fantastic again. Yeah. They did um, a great job. I was excited for it based on that. Um and I don't think it disappointed. Like I said, I I don't know that I can put it quite above the, sure. the first one, um, but it it is. I was not disappointed at all. It it met all my expectations, and and maybe even delivered a little bit more than what I expected from a sequel to the first.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's. I was worried, and one of my talking points that I that I wanted to ask about, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I was concerned that. You know, a bigger budget would be diminishing returns. And if anything, there's more in it. And it's just whether or not that more sticks the landing um, as often as it misses. I really liked it. I laughed my ass off. I thought it was really, really funny. And I thought that they did a really good job of doing more of the same. Um, which I don't necessarily think is a, is a bad thing. Um, sometimes, you know, we, especially in today's, today's day and age, we're looking for more out of our sequels. And uh, and despite the fact that there's more of the same here, I think that there's, there's a little bit more, you know, that surprised me in terms of everything. I mean, more jokes. Everything takes it to another extreme. Um, everything that you remember from the first film is... Uh, you know is is compounded upon her it's 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 god i can't remember i can't think of the word i'm thinking of um it's magnified it's it's the same as the first movie but it's just bigger there's more of it um and i don't think it hurt the film uh very much um i i mean to talk about i mean just right off the top of the bat like there are numerous amounts of reference in this film that we won't spoil all of here but obviously deadpool's uh a fourth wall-breaking character. He knows that he's in a movie. He knows that other movies have come and gone um, that are dealing with characters that he should know. So did you think that they were... I mean, I don't know how you get too many references, but were you able to keep up with them? Were there some that flew over your
1: head? So so I've actually seen it twice now. I okay. saw it on Thursday night, so the Thursday night previews. And then I saw it a couple days later on Saturday. Okay. And I definitely feel like I noticed a bit more the second time around um, But then even as I read up on like Easter eggs and things like that, um, there's things that I didn't even catch in there um, sure from and we'll talk about this in the spoilers but even just the sheer amount of cameos that are in there. Um, there was a number of them where I'm like I think that's someone I know right And but I'm not sure I'll have to check the cast after. Because um, I didn't look really, I wasn't expecting tons of cameos, so I didn't really look who's making those those appearances sure. in the film ahead of time. Um, but I don't think there was, um, I don't think there was too many. Um, I mean, there's some really unexpected
0: ones. Like, I feel like if we list a couple here, it won't be too bad. Like, the Passion of the Christ references, beca- in lieu of their box office. Sure. Like, that's deep cuts. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> uh, obviously he's gonna reference the X Men. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler no, no. Um, in saying that. But there's also like surprising amounts of like Disney references and things like that, uh, and really fucking obscure ones. Yeah. Um, some old TV shows and old pieces of music that show up, and it's just like wow. One, okay.
1: Well, and he he takes shots at everybody from dc to marvel oh to dc's all got a couple like, of great ones yeah so i mean he he, i mean he does a good job of kind of spreading it around it's not like it's the same you know target over and over again no. throughout the movie so i think that helps with it not wearing on you too much um, one thing i will say is you know you talked about how this was a bigger bigger budget it was 58 million was the first one. This one was 110 million. Yeah. Um, this one was also almost fifteen minutes longer than the first one, and, too. It,
0: and the original director wanted a bigger budget. Yeah. They brought it to bring Tim Miller back to direct this one, and Tim Miller wanted 150. And that's actually one of the reasons that he wound up leaving he wound up leaving the project. He yeah. wound up leaving the project. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, is because Reynolds didn't oddly enough, it was over budgets. Like we don't need the 40 million. Yeah. You know? And, um, and I will say,
1: yeah. even with this bigger budget, I didn't think it felt like overly, you know, like it like was produced. too much. Yeah, like overly produced, too much CGI. CGI. Sure. Like, um, it still felt, I would say, overall, less big budget than, like, I would say, another Mar- a Marvel movie, sure. you know, a Marvel it's universe. Half the budget of those. Yeah. So, and I think you still feel that. And so I still think. Um, what made Deadpool different um, is still true in Deadpool too, even though even though you've got a little bit more of an amped up budget. Last sure. last time, the only major like big budget scenes were the car crash on the the freeway right. um, with all the slow mo and that kind of stuff, and then the big. What was the it? F- the, the final, the helicarrier. Uh, the helicarrier. Fight, the helicarrier. That they didn't yep. call it helicarrier. Yeah.
0: Which is funny because if you think about it, Deadpool 1, if, if I remember correctly, because I didn't refresh on it, but it really only has those two major sequences. And it's the way that uh, the film is edited. Yeah. You know, because there's that whole freeway chase crash and then the gunfight with it mm-hmm. and then the fight with Colossus. That's all one scene. Yeah. But it's interspliced throughout that entire film. And they yep. really were creative with the way they edited that film together because it really stretched that fifty eight million dollars sure. throughout the whole film because they could have just blown their wad with a four minute action sequence. And then it's like shit. What else do we do for the rest of the film? Yep. Um, and it was. And and sometimes that lower budget really forces people to get creative. Yeah, and which I, think I think that's
1: true here. Which is something that I feel like Deadpool was known for was it was a creative superhero film. It wasn't like every other one we've seen.
0: Yeah, it made well. It it number one. It was a surprise that it came from Fox because Fox is just and. You know, who knows? By the end of this year, by next year, we could be talking about Fox in a completely different way if Disney winds up buying their film catalog. But Fox has been notorious for kind of fucking up their superheroes. The X-Men have gone through... You know, they've been fine, but they're not the hundreds of millions of dollars worldwide like the last x-men movie they just did apocalypse that didn't make a ton of money that made 180 million dollars or something like that but deadpool came out cost 58 million and it made almost 800 million worldwide
1: but but i feel like one of the things that's been a recent trend for fox is getting out of the way of people who have that passion around a certain project sure Like, like getting out of the way and allowing disney and marvel to step in on spider-man and be like well that's sorry that's sony sorry sony. but you're not wrong correct uh but even with fox i mean they let reynolds kind of run with this and then when it made a bunch of money they didn't get overly involved and they fought that temptation of yeah let's okay we've got like a gold mine here you know which sometimes happens with franchises sure is you take a risk on someone, they do really well, and then that sequel comes around, and suddenly they want to pour a bunch of money in it because they see this as like you know their gold mine, sure you know their golden goose for that. And so I think it was good that they still allowed uh you know, at least from the everything you read, it seems like Ryan Reynolds controls a lot of what happens with Deadpool.
0: I mean, this has been his baby for ten years. Yeah. Like, it's been his, ever since, and, and he's on record, and I don't think anybody's disputed this, um, that he was on record of saying that when he was on X-Men Origins Wolverine, that he told the producers, like, this version of Deadpool is not going to fly. Like, you, like, no one's going to like this. Like, you're going to sew his mouth together and give him all these powers in, in this shitty Wolverine prequel? And he was right. And through sheer force of will, you know, they had the... The, the, the quote unquote leak of the test footage which i if i'm if i have my rumors straight i believe tim miller was the one who leaked that which got them the green light it got them the small budget and they went and and what they did is number one obviously they made that budget worth they used every red cent of it but number two they showed care for the character for the for what he meant and Deadpool is such a unique, I mean, one could write off Deadpool as just he's a he's a fucking family guy character. But on the other hand, like Deadpool offered a creative character that had really never been done before, a violent, smart ass, fourth wall breaking character that knows he's a comic book character. He knows he's a comic book character who's now been adapted to a film and make that part of his strengths. Like that's unique. You know, and not to mention the dialogue. He was always obviously a dialogue heavy character, but that was always popular as well. And then I remember how everyone was like the Ryan Reynolds in the first half of Wolverine when he's cutting up people and he's doing the sword things and he's making jokes like everyone was like, that's fucking Deadpool. And then they sewed his mouth shut. Yeah. And and the fact that he's able to take that 10 was 10 years. I think you said 10 years ago was when that freaking movie came out and make 2009 2009 so nine years and make two successful films after that like that's that's like a determined that's like a
1: force of strength but i i think kind of coming back to that point of like fox learning hope kind of learning from their mistake i mean you have the first x-men its budget was 75 million okay. and i think a lot of people would refer to Ooh, that i like
0: this i like when you pull up the stats
1: so 75 million was the first x-men X Men Two, which I think was still solid. I think most people liked X. X Two
0: was considered way better. That was considered one. It's considered one of the best of the
1: early superhero films. Yeah, and its budget was 125. Sure, and then The Last Stand, (laughs) 210 million. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) and yet and yet the Juggernaut looked so fucking shitty in that movie. Then you went back to Origins Wolverine, which is where we saw Ryan Reynolds. That the had first to be time. more
0: modestly budgeted. One hundred
1: and fifty. Jesus. First class, one hundred and sixty.
0: What costs one hundred and fifty in that Wolverine movie? The fucking stupid nuclear. We're gonna blow up this nuke thing at the end for no reason. Ending.
1: Ryan Reynolds sewed mouth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go continue. X Men First Class was one hundred and sixty. Okay. Wolverine 115. Okay. X Men Days of Future Past 200. Mm-hmm. X Men Apocalypse 178. Logan 127.
0: So even Logan at 127. If then. you're
1: asking me, like, where they should try to stick at with X Men movies is like 110 to 120. Yeah. That seems to be producing the best results well, for them. Well, especially
0: if you look at the box office results, which, if I'm not mistaken, um, X Men Apocalypse only made.
1: One hundred and fifty-five. Yeah. Domestic.
0: Domestic, but what did it make worldwide? Less than five.
1: Five forty-two. Ooh, that's close. So.
0: So, but even then, that is not the billion dollars that Marvel can pull in. It's not bad. But it's yeah,
1: the best. The best film Marvel movie um, prior to Deadpool was Days of Future Past, which was seven forty-seven. Sure. Um, Respectable. Yeah. Really R- rode
0: off of the back of the
1: underrated First Class now. Exactly. Um, But then Deadpool, their lowest budget film of all the X-Men movies... Made the most. Made the most. Because
0: they got the character right. Correct. And just to give you an idea of some of the other films that came out with similar budgets, Rampage came out earlier this year. That had a budget of 120 Mm -hmm. That's That's tickling... 100 million dollars domestic you had tomb raider which came out and that was around 90 million so it was a little less than that but that's struggling that struggled to hit 60 if it's even hit it yet yeah you got movies like pacific rim uprising cost 155 million you got a wrinkle in time cost 100 million none of those made their budget back why you know because the characters are lacking because they spend too much on the big CG yeah which they reference in this film absolutely um I but and and part of that is how they still lean into the humor yep. that was one of the big things going back to why Tim Miller left the movie um, which we do need to mention I uh, side note I'll get back to this the humor in a second but we need we need to I need to give a shout out to um, David I think I pronounced his last name like David Leich Leitch? Leitch, I don't know, but he's the director of Deadpool 2. He's the guy who co directed John Wick. He directed Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. He's going to direct the Fast and Furious spin off Hobbs and Shaw with Statham and The Rock. Like, this guy comes in and he gets a smaller budget and he's just one of the best action directors working today. Him and his co director from John Wick, uh, who's still working as well. You know, these two guys right here are crushing it when it comes to this. They're just absolutely crushing it and these guys came in um the other guy uh his partner uh Chad uh Stilisky, St- Stilis- Stilisky, sure. um he's still directing the other John Wick movies so he's doing just fine sure. but the fact that these two guys came in and they had um you know uh, uh stunt work background these guys were co-directors and and assistant directors um for uh you know for that and and they made their own action movies and now they're coming in and they're made to make taking these big movies. Yep. And I like that because you need that. You need I think that's one of those big things where You get an action director. Tim Miller, same thing. He did a lot of video game cutscene directing. Um, Do you remember seeing that video game cutscene that was the Justice League all fighting against each other and Lex Luthor and all that? That's Tim Miller. Sure. Um, So that guy knows how to direct action as well. And then you just let them, like, direct the action. And you get performers who are genuinely funny, a Ryan Reynolds, a, dare I say, a T.J. Miller. And that really stretches that... It really stretches the humor, which helps with the budget as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was laughing my ass off in this film. This, I mean, there are so many things that are... And it's all different types of comedy. Oh,
1: you know, you've got everything from pop culture. You've got things to um, political... you got you've,
0: nicknames, physical humor.
1: Political stuff. You've got... <laughs> yeah. Everything in there. And, it's, and it doesn't really... The nice thing is, is it doesn't, like I said earlier, no one, no one is really safe, like including itself, like, you know, from that standpoint, um, the
0: first, yeah, the first Deadpool is they even fold back on that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it leverages everything in there and it, you know, it even, um, pokes fun at some of, I would say it's like and i think it may have said this line once in the the first movie too but though and it's in the preview so this isn't a spoiler but the whole lazy writing that's just lazy yeah. writing yeah um, they
0: poke fun at themselves i mean you i mean we we can reference we can reference the first film and you'll get an idea of what comes into the second film but the credits of the first film yeah. were all meta like it's directed by some hack it's starring this fucking pretty boy yeah. like they take that and they you know Put an exclamation point on it. Yep. Yep. Um, it's real it's really good. It's really fun. So before we get into uh into spoilers and whatnot, what's your final popcorn grade for Deadpool 2?
1: I think I think I give it you know what? I'll give it I'll give it five. Ooh, you'll give it five. Yeah, I'll give it perfect popcorn. I mean, and and let me preface it by saying too, I give it perfect popcorn because there's nothing really I can hold against it. Um it is what it is. It is exactly and it what knows it is. It. it delivers on everything that I expected. Um if I had any little knock on it, is that you know what? I feel like it was the extra ten minutes that it went versus the first one, I sure. feel like maybe was ten minutes too long. Sure. Um because there's especially in the beginning, I feel like it it struggles to get going a little bit. It does a little. Um and some of that's because it takes uh I guess a, a play from the first one in that you get the, and I know there's a movie term for this, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Okay, I'll, um, I'll throw it in if I get it. Where we see a point in the future, or we, we're in present day, Yeah. and then we go backwards through the story, and oh, we get back to Sure, it, so that's know? called
0: In Media Res. There you go. That's where the, the story starts at a point right now something crazy happens and everything stops and oh, you might be wondering how I got here yeah it's a very so yeah in media res and and it does and I mean the starting credits I think do, uh, like happened like 20 minutes into this movie it feels yes. like yeah. <laughs> it feel, maybe I could be wrong absolutely uh, but that
1: s- but again that's if I'm being nitpicky and again it's not a movie that I felt like like struggled to to move or was slow or anything sure. like that just going back and seeing it again. If I was to, when I had already seen everything and knew what to expect, right. I felt like maybe the beginning is a little bit slower. The second half of the movie just flies and it's yeah, just it phenomenal. It does fly. It does.
0: All right. I think you talked me into it. I was going to give it four, but that's really only because I know some people out there won't like this type of movie. I mean, this is uh sure. This is certainly it could be a turnoff for a lot of people. But I think I'm going to give it five as well. I think that because. It really doesn't lose itself in its bigger budget. It really owns what it is. It embraces what it is um, And it's just got really gr- it's got
1: genuinely great action. It's got hilarious performances mm-hmm. um, Well, and this is one of the few movies that I'd say most of what I've seen and I don't seek out what critics are saying too much sure. because it's ridiculous. Sure but like the general consensus that I've read and seen is basically if you like Deadpool one you will not be disappointed with Deadpool 2. No, nope, you'll like it. That's and if you didn't like Deadpool 1, you're not going to like Deadpool you're not 2. Like so this movie. from that standpoint, if you're listening to this and you saw Deadpool 1, if you didn't like it you could probably skip it if, <laughs> if you did like it. You're, I think you're not going to be disappointed.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I think that's a really good way to put it. And so, before we get into spoilers, I want to do uh, what I normally like to do, which is remind everybody that you can subscribe to this podcast for free on your phone. You can get me and David talking about movies every week. You can do it through Apple Podcast, through Google Play, SoundCloud. You can download their app or even the Stitcher Radio app as well. So do us a favor, subscribe, throw us a rating. We really, really appreciate it. Also. We want you to be a part of the conversation. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram at the popcorn diet. We'll tell you when we got new reviews coming out, new episodes coming out. We'll got we're we're tweeting a bunch of movie news and and funny shit, so that's always good as well. And then if you do want to catch new episodes or read our reviews, you can always go to popcorndietpodcast.com. But now we're going to get get talk about the film Sp- spoiler heavy we talk about our favorite things or our least favorite things so if you do not want to get spoiled for deadpool 2 get out of here um but david i kind of just wanted to go through and talk about some i mean our favorite things throughout the film now you have had the benefit of seeing it twice i've i saw thursday night and i've done a a bunch of stuff in between as i hit my mic stand here um two podcasts
1: in a row that you've done that that and I hit my mic stand? Yeah. Because
0: I speak very demonstratively. I'm over here waving my hands. Nobody can see me. I'm going to have to hang this from the ceiling or something. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, but what were some of your... I mean, if we just go down the list here, like in terms of like action, again, I think the action was really improved this time around. I think most of the budget, most of the new budget you could see going into the action films and just a little bit more CG, but the first film had CG. Yeah. Um, do you have any that stand out to you? There's really only... I mean there's a bunch of small sequences, but I really feel like there's only three big sequences. Maybe four. I could say four. Um the opening montage, yep. the um uh the icebox fight when cable first shows up, the convoy, and then mm. the final fight. Those would be my four. Yeah. But there's smaller shit in there too. Um what was what was if you had to pick not just out of those, but in general, what are some of your favorite action beats from the beginning?
1: Um, you know, none of them really like jump off to me as like, because again, we're we're talking about a movie that is more to me. Its calling card is more the humor than necessarily action. Okay. the action is good. Um, I would probably say of the ones, oh man, and I I think there are four in there. I think you have like the big ones. Yeah, because um, there's
0: small stuff like there's the stuff when like Fire Fist is first. You know, they first come into contact with sure. him. And then there's the first initial prison brawl. And there's smaller things in between, but it's really those I would count the first four.
1: prison ball when, uh, brawl when you've got Cable and Deadpool going at it yeah. in there. That would count as another one. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think I would put um, probably the Convoy one because I feel like it's got the most diversity of things that happen there's in so it. so much that happens. Um, and 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 I'm not even counting the, the funny opening that you have of... What happens to the of team? Of the X-Force,
0: just get Yeah, so all of, the, all of the bad at like most of the marketing is based around, we got to make this fucking super team. Yeah, And they all die in horrendous ways because Deadpool keeps ignoring the high winds warning. Yeah,
1: outside of Domino, who it he argues lucky. with the, that luck is not a superpower. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy that part. I think you've got some, I think it gives uh, Domino some great action in there yeah. initially. Yeah. Um, which I think is good for when you get into a sequel. It's good to have some action outside of the main character doing the same things they did in the first movie. Sure. So I think that was great. Um, but I do, I do really enjoy the the opening scene. I feel like uh, with the Dolly Parton song, uh-huh. um, the nine to five. The, yeah. <laughs> and it was
0: just violent too. Like you don't often see. And I know this is a weird thing to point out, but like. I mean, take the Ninja Turtles, for example. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, or Leonardo DiCaprio, my God. Leonardo, (laughs) the leader, has the same two swords that Deadpool has, and, like, no one loses a finger in the the Ninja Turtles. And the first sequence shows Deadpool. He's just slicing off arms and legs, and these limbs go flying. And number one, that's part of the Deadpool-like thing. It's supposed to be hyper-violent. But number two, like, realistically speaking... That's what those fucking samurai swords are going to do.
1: Well, I mean, I think that opening scene just kind of reinforces, like, that we're going to take things up a (laughs) notch, like, from the previous one. Yeah. I know the first one was art and that we showed some blood and some gore. Right. But they pretty much did more blood and gore in that opening scene than Mm -hmm. the whole first movie. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, and then when they ripped Deadpool in half... Correct. So much, like I, I was, I was like, damn. And I know this is, I'm this is a movie where he blows himself up within the first, you know, sure. fifteen minutes of the film. Um. So yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought the convoy sequence was really good. I thought it had really good. It also had really good, like, humor callbacks. You know, yeah. like Deadpool calling Cable One-Eyed Willie. Hey, Cooney's sure. reference. Yep. Um. The reference to him being able to deflect the bullets. Uh, and I just, there's just a lot of really good references. And then not to mention that I think it had a really good reveal of the juggernaut showing up. Yep. Um, and he looks like the juggernaut, like he's this stocky, gigantic dome headed motherfucker.
1: I love the, uh, the Enya when the (laughs) Enya music as they're crashing, you know, this is, this is the other thing I think why I love the Deadpool movies so much is that they just use music. And comedy and everything so well throughout the film. Yeah. Um. In addition to fun action. Yeah. You know, good stories and stuff like that. And too. it's
0: and it's a hard. And we mentioned. I mean, going into the jokes and the comedy, we we mentioned in the non-spoiler thing. It, it's it's a hard balance. Most comedies don't have such diverse type of of humor throughout. You know, this movie has uh a. a God, where to start? It has a James Bond sequence, opening title sequence, featuring a Celine Dion song with ridiculous credits and Deadpool dancing. You have stuff like that. You have the physical humor of very similar to in the first film when he keeps punching Colossus and breaking all of his hands and things like that. Yep. You have some of the physical humor that he has when he doesn't have legs. Um, and, and so, and then you have like the deep cut meta references. It's all over the place. And it, and it, I think it lands more than it doesn't. Yep. Um, did you have any, since you, since you did look at it as more of a comedy, do you have any favorite jokes, gags, anything like that?
1: there's, there's a ton in there. Um, I think it's hard to, I mean, probably the most memorable gag of it all is the The new legs. The baby legs. The baby legs. (laughs) That's the. the, And this is. That's what I was going to say. This is direct from the film as they reference it, but the shirt cocking it. Yes. Yes. Like just. Um, (laughs) um,
0: They take that whole I cut my hand off and I'm growing a new hand sequence. Oh, yeah. To, again, way beyond what you think its logical conclusion would be, where after he gets cut in half. He's growing a whole new lower torso. Yep. <laughs> and he's when he gets off the couch and walks to give Cable a handshake like that kind of <laughs> shit is so fucking funny. And not to mention, ma- here's a question for you. I mean, and this might be getting a little too deep into the woods here, but when Deadpool, if Deadpool has reasonably lost the majority of his body now, mm-hmm. right? Number one, you have to ask yourself where does the regeneration, I, I get way too into this shit, okay? But let's say that Deadpool's body, he gets his head cut off, right? Mm -hmm. Now, theoretically, that should end any type of regeneration. But we saw Deadpool's, his head comes off in this movie. His head comes off in a bunch of other things. So if you cut off Deadpool's head, does his body grow a new head or does his head grow a new body?
1: Um... I would say his head grows a new body. Okay. But they, the way that they presented that part of it... Yes. ...was that Humpty Dumpty got put back together again <laughs> because he, he they don't show like a growing scene. I mean, and granted, he was out for three days, they said, sleeping for three days. Right. But Colossus puts all of his pieces in a body bag and is talking to him as he's dragging So him. you
0: think there's a little bit of fusion happening there instead yeah. of full,
1: full new growth. Yeah, and and I think that's where like you know deadpool probably doesn't care about getting into the weeds about that like they probably don't care about someone who's going to say that's not realistic that it, one time he grows them and another time he can suddenly it, fuse them back it's together it's
0: interesting to me though because it's it's also like part of why he wears his mask and everything is it's predicated that he was this he's Ryan Reynolds looking motherfucker and yeah. now he's all scarred right yeah. yep but his baby legs didn't look scarred Everything Correct. looked perfectly fine there. Correct. So my, my, that's my, like, say so like, so leading to the next inevitable conclusion, like, you have to imagine the majority of his body is now scar-free. Sure. But, but if, and if you were to, like, I don't know why I go to this place, but let's say you skin his head. Sure skin should grow back just fine, should it not? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just throwing this out here. I was, I'm just trying to think that if I had his skill set, what would I do to solve that problem? You
1: know what? Ryan Reynolds seems to respond to a lot of things on Twitter, so why don't you tweet oh, him dude. that and oh, see shit. what he would say? <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Okay, we're going to do it. I'm going to just throw it out there, Adam. I'm going to throw Hey, if we cut off Deadpool's head, does his head grow a new body or his body grow a new head? There you go. And then, just, and, and then sub-question, wouldn't most of his scarred skin be taken care of by yeah. by now? Okay, great. We're gonna do it. Watch us make asses of ourselves <laughs> on Twitter. Um, I didn't even answer the question of my I my, and I know this is I'm kind of going in a different direction here, but I loved <laughs> the the general running joke of Depender wanting to be a career criminal now. Sure, sure. And like <laughs> they were more like when they're doing the auditions and Peter comes in, he's like, I don't have any powers. And he's just like, you're in. And Dupinder's in the background just screams like, fuck! <laughs> so angry. And then all of that culminating in him taking out the headmaster of the orphanage. Sure. Like, I, it was genuinely one of the better executed running jokes. Like, it had a beginning, and it really grew throughout the film, and it had a logical conclusion. Sure. And that's what I'm talking about, in that, yes, there are there's our scenes of him with baby legs and a dick, in just a shirt but there are also like I this, well, this is a well thought out running joke throughout sure. the film um, and that's one of the reasons that I think it succeeds so much is with that humor um, but again a majority of that humor comes from the different cameos and references and um, easter eggs that come throughout the film this film has a ton of cameos in it some of which I was aware of some of which I caught and at least two that I had no clue about even though I read the fucking spoilers this is what I'm talking about David see it doesn't spoil everything when I read the spoilers it just gives me general story beats it doesn't tell me that like Brad Pitt's gonna show up as the vanisher for two seconds or or the entire cast of the x-men peeks in for a second um or and I know you have a bunch but my favorite one um actually I have two uh is who plays the Juggernaut? Yep. And the two hillbillies, which is the who plays the Juggernaut? Yep. Go ahead. Ryan Reynolds yep. does the voice of the Juggernaut, and I caught Alan Tudyk as yep. one of the hillbillies. So did I. I didn't catch the other one. Did you, you catch the other one?
1: Uh, I did when I read it. Matt Damon. I, I didn't. I I was like, no. I when I read it, I was like, bullshit. Well, and he's the one doing all the talking too, which is hilarious. I didn't. I, maybe I was so. But I was I was because when I recognized uh, Alan uh, Tudyk, 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 when I recognized him, I was like trying to see if I could recognize who the other person was. Interesting. And I couldn't. And actually, I the person I was thinking, and I don't even have a name because he's played like a bit character in another movie. Uh huh. Like I was thinking, is that him? Um, I had originally but I thought had it no was. I had no idea it was. Matt, Matt Damon, Damon. No. no
0: me neither I had originally thought it was Tyler the Bean from Tucker and Dale versus evil okay which would have been perfect because that would have been fucking Tucker and Dale sure but I need to go see it again because yeah. that's insane to me
1: I know um but I think it also just shows just what an impact Deadpool one had in that you have all these people that wanted to be involved in it like, how much and, of the
0: budget you think went to getting Celine Dion to do that song? And follow-up question: Do you think that song will get nominated for an Oscar?
1: I think it will actually. <laughs> I think it will too. <laughs> because if I think back even to this year's songs, like songs have kind of gone by the wayside it's as far Disney as original songs. It's a song. musical. It's pretty much whatever was in a Pixar movie, uh, or a
0: historical, uh, or a historical thing by like Common and John Legend now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. I absolutely think it's going to be nominated in there, um, which is fantastic. I also love that I wasn't – I mean, it, it wasn't on my radar what they would do with it or even that they would do something with it. Um, I'm not a Celine Dion buff, so – Which is
0: shocking because you're Canadian.
1: It, it is. Um, but when surprising. When, like, a week before, I think it was, they came out with the music video for yeah. it. Um, I Everyone mean, was like, what the I hell? Just, I just thought it was more – you know, of their marketing for this movie. Uh-huh. Like I didn't realize like that full song was going to be in there <laughs> basically in the replacement of like a Bond opening. It is a Bond. I, I mean, it is a Bond. It's opening. a
0: Bond opening with Deadpool in it where like Deadpool's hand makes a gun finger and Deadpool is lounging on the gun finger. Yeah. Like there's a lot.
1: Well, and they take the credit kind of thing that they did in the first movie mm-hmm. and put it into that instead Directed of in the, actual the guy cut. who
0: killed john wick's dog exactly uh um, really great references there's the, a ton yeah. you looked up a ton
1: yeah there's a ton so I'll, I'll run through i've got 20 of them some of them we've talked about already okay uh, but i'll go through kind of quickly obviously in the beginning um there's been this whole running thing about how ryan reynolds really wants to do a movie with <laughs> yeah with, hugh, with jackman hugh jackman and wolverine, and wolverine. um and there's multiple references actually to Logan in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, both actually in the beginning. Uh, one is the little ballerina music box style figure that's <laughs> with
0: him all stabbed. And basically,
1: singing. the end scene from Logan when he's got the, the tree, tree through yeah. him. Um, but he also in that scene references how. Um, not only did they steal from Deadpool and do a rated R Logan, but they then he had to up the ante and die. And, and fucking <laughs> died. If you
0: think I'm not going to do that, you're wrong. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, we mentioned that directed by one of the guys who kills John Wick's dog, which is in reference to... Who already referenced to David, uh, 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 to David likes I gotta yep.
0: figure out how to pronounce some of these damn names
1: um, But I loved uh, when he goes into Blind Al's uh, apartment or house or whatever uh-huh. it is in the beginning um, To go get the cocaine <laughs>
0: It just gets cocaine um,
1: But it actually is a reference to the first movie There's a scene in the first movie um, And I'll actually just read it basically Deadpool says listen Al if I ever see you again I will, uh, if I never see you again, I want to know you that I love you very much. I also bur- buried, uh, 1600 kilos of cocaine <laughs> somewhere in the apartment right next to the cure for blindness.
0: And that's, isn't that written on one of the bags
1: in there? Uh, right next to the cocaine <laughs> in the, in the thing is the cure for blindness in, okay. in there. So, um, a fun call back to then also with the cocaine, um, after he smashes it on his face, he also does the LeBron James, uh, the yep i knew you would like that, that one <laughs> um you already mentioned the cameo by the x-men mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much all of them are in there um, all of
0: them except for i think magneto and mystique couldn't get Fastbender and and yeah jennifer lawrence in there but cyclops gene gray professor yep. x Beasts, quicksilver they're all there
1: yep um we've got a t swift this is this is like the Crazy range of, like, references that are in here. Um, Deadpool wears a shirt that says Meredith and Olivia, which is actually a reference to Taylor Swift's cats. Okay. Um, And also the shirt looks pretty close to the shirt that Ryan Reynolds wore on Just Friends. Okay. uh, Where it's got a picture of him and, uh, oh, what's the girl's name in that Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Yeah. uh, On the head of two cats. Okay. Um, we get some Patrick Stewart some in there. Deep fucking cuts. We got some Patrick Stewart in there with him wearing uh the helmet. Uh, what's it called? Um, the cerebro, oh, cerebro. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he breaks and it, it and he says it smells like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got the Martha joke taking a shot at Batman. Yeah, I uh, like the
0: other one. Like, you're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC, DC universe? universe? So, great, um, so I also great. loved
1: uh the line. When Cable says, Who are you? <laughs> and he says, I'm Batman.
0: It's so good.
1: Um, <laughs> another, like, super obscure one that, like, I feel like one person in my theater caught. Okay. Um, And laughed at it. And let me see whether you ref- uh, caught it. Did you hear the, uh, when the juggernaut, when he's trying to, when he stabs him with the two uh, swords, uh-huh. the line that he says to the juggernaut? Do no. you know what it's referenced? So he says, uh, hey, big guy, the sun's getting. Oh real low. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Which is a reference to Avengers: Age of Ultron with with Hulk Any... when uh, Scarjo Black Widow's trying to calm down Hulk.
0: It's pretty impressive. How my, I mean, they reference and you probably have this, but they reference the MCU again where D- Deadpool straight up calls uh, Cable Thanos. Thanos, yes. Straight up, right like, in that scene. Don't be so angry, Thanos. Um,
1: one other little little thing is that. Uh, so Brad Pitt was originally who they were going after for, for cable, cable. Right. Um, that would have been interesting. I could had, see that. And he had scheduling conflicts. It's disappointing. Always the standard quo reason sure. why someone doesn't He's do it. He's a busy it. guy. He is. I believe it. Um, but as we mentioned, he does show up <laughs> as Vanisher. Um, filmed it in two hours It um, is a, in post-production. It is a
0: ble- I do. I do want to say, though, that I do think that both of the cameos of both the X-Men and brad pitt are almost so almost too fast yeah they are so fast genuinely blink
1: if you miss it But i I think it's almost like and i'm gonna make up a a reference but it's almost like james gunn-esque in the sense that like there's so much in there like you can watch it multiple times and still not catch everything that's in there um like if you stuck around for the credits and you looked at uh, who Matt Damon was credited for? Did you see who he was credited for playing?
0: No, I didn't even see his fucking name.
1: He was credited for playing Dickie Greenleaf. Okay. Do you know what G- Dicky Greenleaf? That is sounds a very familiar. To? We're going deep cuts here. Okay. Dicky Greenleaf is actually the identity that Matt Damon steals from Jude Law in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Jesus. <laughs> nope
0: i'm and you know what i'm not even mad about missing no that.
1: absolutely um there's another shot at the marvel universe um when they go to prison and um and uh wade wilson or deadpool says you know i can't do anything without my powers i'm basically i'm basically, a hawkeye. I'm give basically a bow. I'm hawkeye give me a bow and arrow and i'm basically hawkeye <laughs> um you mentioned the one-eyed Willie already um Deadpool in the first scene with uh, Fire Fist Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, gets launched into the orphanage and he signs the
0: the uh, Wolverine
1: box with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah,
0: I did like that. I did like that.
1: (laughs) Um, Obviously, you've got this. We didn't
0: even mention how funny Julian Dennison is in this movie as Fire Fist. Like, there's a lot. Like, Josh Brolin's fantastic. Yep uh domino um uh, oh god i can't pronounce her name either um who plays domino uh i'm trying to get better at this uh zazzy beats gotta be zazzy beats Beats. yep great like great cast
1: she was fantastic um all right last couple okay you've got the say anything reference obviously Uh (laughs) with the Uh, app (laughs) with the with the app for uh, colossus um we haven't talked about the end scenes yet, really. Um, the, the post-credits? So I'll leave that. so I'll, I'll leave that for the end. Um, but those are just some. There's even more within there. Um, sure. Some that we've already talked about as well. But um, that's the thing that I think makes it so much fun is that there's so many little things in there. And, like, of those references, like, 20 people, you know, 100 people in the theater could be sitting in there and, sure. like, Some get some of those references Uh and some get other of them, Uh uh, which is just the fun part of it that, you know, the appeal that it has and the the amount of topics that it covers in its jokes throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. It's really, really great. And I mean, beyond just the it's just a funny movie, like I'm reminded of different things like the way. Deadpool like basically hates Negasonic Teenage Warhead, but Negasonic's girlfriend Yukio just every time he's just like, bye Yukio. And she's super nice. Bye. Like, it's so like there's so many good. I want to see this movie again. I'm kind of I'm not I don't want to say I'm mad, but (laughs) I'm
1: slightly upset that you saw it twice and I've only seen it one time. Um, One thing that this movie did different, though, I feel like mm -hmm. than the first, and I guess the first had this some as well. Um, But I feel like they tried to at least tried to step it up even more was he makes a comment in the very beginning that This is a family film Uh, (laughs) Obviously in a different way than traditionally as he's killing people Um, Also makes the joke about the babysitter Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it it does have some heart to it obviously part of this whole movie um well actually the main driving factor of this entire movie mm-hmm. is after um his fiance and i'm blanking on her name dies uh, vanessa vanessa dies vanessa. uh or is killed um you know he keeps trying to kill himself and go there and and she says his heart's not in the right place so right it's this whole pursuit of like getting his heart in the right place um and this whole concept of family, and yeah. that's why he, he... It's a
0: little more heartfelt that I, I... Listen, I'll be honest. It got me. At the end, when he's, like... When he... It fucking got me, and I was very surprised because I feel like it lulled me into a false sense of, like, security. Like, ah, oh, ha, ha, this is funny. There's dick jokes and blood. And then at the end, like, there's this... there's Like you said, there's this through line throughout the film where every time he reaches near death, he basically goes and sees Vanessa in the afterlife, but he can't get to her yet. Yep. And then at the end, when after his very, very long final words sequence, which was fantastic yep. and really funny, um, he gets to be with her. And In it's like genuinely long. moving. And he looks like himself again. But then she sends him back and it's just like, that's your family. And they all look back at him like... It fucking got me, dude. Like, I was, like, getting a little... I didn't roll a tear. I didn't roll an actual tear. But it got me a little choked up.
1: Yeah, so Ryan Reynolds probably got, like, what, maybe an hour of production where he got to not be in makeup? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess anytime he's in the suit... Anytime he he's in the suit, yeah, he doesn't need true. the
0: makeup. But he's true. not wearing the mask either. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, there is a surprising amount of heart in the film, you know? And, and you know, what's nice is that And let's just get wrap it up with the post-credit sequences, um, is that they are able to use Cable's time travel device. So Cable, his time travel thing only has two two charges in it. So one to go back in time and then one to get home. And he uses that final charge to save Deadpool's life Mm -hmm. um, because Deadpool takes a bullet and it's really heartfelt. And then like the post credit sequences are just back to like now nah, let's do goofy yeah, shit again. Sure. So they fix that time
1: travel device don't tell cable. Well, and and they say like well, do, we can't tell cable. You when you go see it again, look at it again the second time I watched it and again, I don't think this was meant to be a tie in at all. Okay, But it looks strangely familiar to Tony Stark's arc react. Does it really? It does. Oh, it's I'll the same like circular shape with like the glow around the outside. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to look at that. Which is funny. It's, it's like a pinkish hue though, not like the okay. clear white. But anyways.
0: But he does. He tra- So he travels back and the first thing. So the first middle credit sequence is them fixing that thing. And then it cuts to him uh, saving Vanessa. Yep. And one could get into the argument that like, well, doesn't that mean the whole movie doesn't exist? Like, doesn't it mean like he's never going to get picked up by the X-Men and he's never going to do that? Sure. And then one could make the counter argument that Vanessa would urge him to become better or whatever. Sure. But it's just, it's funny. And it's good to know that she's not dead because those are canon. The post-credit sequences count. Sure. Um, But they, they don't stop there.
1: Nope. Next one, they go to save Peter.
0: Yep. (laughs) Just go home, (laughs) you sweet prince. (laughs) Yep. Uh, They save Peter, but everyone else still dies.
1: Everybody else still dies. He doesn't save anybody else. (laughs) Um, Which... We didn't even mention the names of, of the people that were in the X-Force. No, um, we Terry, like... Terry Crews, Bill Skarsgård, It. It. Makes, it the, fucking the,
0: Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise shows um, up. We mentioned, I mean, we got Shatterstar, and Shatterstar is like a deep cut character, but he's an alien. And yeah. they literally just, he's like, I'm from the Planet Mojo world, so you're an alien. Yeah. He's like, yeah, great, you're on the team. <laughs> um, And then, of course, Brad Pitt is Vanisher. like, yep. And Rob Delaney is Peter, just... Like you could tell they wanted Peter to be a breakout character. And oh, he's, yeah. he's pretty great. I could have used
1: a little more Peter. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um and then the next post-credit scenes, we <laughs> get Hugh Jackman even though he's not I mean it's, it's not him. It's the archive footage. It's the archive footage. It's the,
0: from the Wolverine origin origins, movie
1: which we referenced earlier and he straight up just kills the <laughs> the, the other the version, shitty version of himself of Deadpool. And, and and says that we cleaned up the timeline. We're cleaning basically. up
0: the timeline, and just and then he just stands there and keeps shooting him, which that's that's probably my favorite one.
1: Yep. And then lastly, he <laughs> shoots himself. He shoots Ryan Reynolds when he's reading the script, thinking how this is going to be his breakout role This is going to be it. We've made it. We made the big time. And then he says, "You're welcome, Canada."
0: Oh my God! Um, did you Which hear Which I th- appreciated. As as you should, you know. Because they also
1: ad- they also they also made a jab at Canada earlier in well, the movie too. So what they say? I don't remember. It was um, when actually when he they see Shadowstar, when he comes in to apply, and he said basically, "I'm you, but I do everything. Or I do everything <laughs> better than you," and he says to. TJ Miller's character to is a Weasel? Yeah. He says, One day I'm gonna find a planet that's got just everybody's like functioning functionally retarded or something <laughs> like that. And I'm gonna be their Superman. And TJ Miller says, Isn't that Canada?
0: <laughs> Canada? <laughs> well right, Reynolds gets he gets the pass. He's a proud Canuck, so he gets the Absolutely. pass. Absolutely. Which Good. is
1: why it's okay for him to do it's, it. it. It's
0: okay for him, but nobody else. Yeah. Um. Did you hear about the one that they cut?
1: Yeah, where he goes back and kills baby Hitler. Yes. But they did, you heard them reference they, that in the movie. Like, why don't you just go back and kill Hitler? Baby Hitler.
0: <laughs> Which, I
1: don't know, maybe I'm a twisted motherfucker, but
0: like, or maybe I just would have had to see it in action. But to me, that doesn't feel like it's that out of line with everything else.
1: I mean, I feel like you could have done it with, as long as you didn't like, actually blow, like, a baby's head off or something like that. Sure, Like, you could have done it in a funny way where, like, it was, like, a nursery in Germany and, like, Deadpool's, like, sprinting out of the, like, everybody's making commotion and he's, like, running away from the room or something like that. But, again, I, I don't think it was needed. And, I mean, there's so many things that could be on that line of appropriate in this movie already right why why bother risking one that
0: i guess i don't know but the thing
1: is is they supposedly they did film it we might get it and they did it with test audiences right and the test
0: audiences were like
1: yeah which really
0: like it's a baby sure but it's baby hitler sure i'm fine with (laughs) i'm fine with it Um, yeah, man, really good stuff. Before we wrap it up, any other things, anything else that we want to talk about? Do you think we got everything? I mean... We we barely talked about the juggernaut. Here's
1: the question. I mean... Oh, there is
0: a question. I want to see if you're on the ball with me, though. Well, my
1: question is... Deadpool 3?
0: Maybe. X-Force. X-Force? I think there's going to be an X-Force before... Who's going to be an X-Force? Well, you got Cable, you got Domino, you got Deadpool. You got Peter. They could bring back Peter. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I mean, we don't even really know like X like if I were to just look up right now, X Force members. Right? Also,
1: technically they didn't kill off Juggernaut either.
0: Nope, Juggernaut's still getting around. Out, he was
1: getting out of the pool when they were leaving.
0: Still getting out of the pool, Somehow. so Juggernaut's still around. Yeah. But you had Cable, you had Domino, you had Psylocke, who's been in the I'm just looking at characters who have been in the films. Sure. And that was Olivia Munn. You had Archangel, but that motherfucker's dead. Um you had I mean, you have some of the characters that were are going to be in that New Mutants movie, like who, Cannonball. Who was
1: the character that he kept asking for? Remember when he was in the mansion, and then even when he does the say anything? Oh, it was or, Archangel. He's like, where's pigeon wings? Yeah, yeah. pigeon wings? Can't we get pigeon wings?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was Angel. And Angel was in Apocalypse, but I feel like they just don't know what to do with Angel. Because in, in, Days of, in uh, X-Men 3... He was pointless, even though he was your boy Ben Foster getting that getting that check.
1: It's disappointing.
0: Fucking pointless in that movie.
1: Ben Foster's amazing in the um, race Despite
0: the fact that him trying to cut off his wings at the beginning of the film is like a very poignant scene. Yeah, sure. Character goes nowhere. And then in Apocalypse, he's a fighter, he gets his wings burnt, and Apocalypse comes and turns his wings to metal, and then he goes from angel to archangel, mm-hmm. and he gets blown up in the X Jet. Sure. Okay. All right. Whatever. Anyways, there's a lot of other... Cyclops was in it. Colossus was in the X-Force. Deadpool was in the X-Force. Uh, obviously, uh, fucking obviously. Nightcrawler. Like, there have been... Everybody's been in the X-Force. Sure. It's like the Avengers. You know, everybody's been in
1: it. I do know a lot of people were hoping that Nightcrawler might be in this one. Well, there was he a he makes of that cameo,
0: that, doesn't he? I think
1: uh, he does. I think he was in that. Yep, he's, yep.
0: he makes that cameo. Only yep. because they were filming at the same time.
1: Do, do you think... There's there's no way we're ever going to get Deadpool in an X-Men movie, is there?
0: Uh, I mean, you could. You could. I mean, never you, say never. I know, but like can you imagine Deadpool, like I, well, let's take it a step further. What if Disney buys Fox? Can you imagine Deadpool showing up in a Avengers movie? <laughs> like obviously he can't be full-blown rated our Deadpool
1: but then I mean what's the point of putting him in there if you're not going to stay true to the character that you've built and everybody loves I like? don't know
0: I don't I mean maybe you make a meta joke out of it I like think, I'm I in th- a PG-13 movie and if the suits say that I ever want to be in another movie again I got to watch my
1: freaking language sure but then you've got to like go almost meta in in an in an Avengers movie or in an X-Men movie, which is something that they never have done. True. So like you're asking like those movies to go out of their character. I could see him being in an X Men movie just because I feel like you it, know it, Yeah. We're we're kind of at a resetting point for X Men in general, with the Hugh Jackman I mean, era ending the Patrick Stewart, all we're of that f- ending. We're I mean,
0: four movies into a reset period, if we're being completely honest. But I
1: think we're also headed to... like I don't think we're going to get a ton more James McAvoy, fastbender movies. You know, I think? know we've got another one coming, sure. I believe. But I don't think they're going to portray them for... I don't think they're going to pull uh, Robert Downey and portray them for like 18 movies.
0: I don't know. If they come back, if Marvel buys Disney, you mean to tell me that Disney not going to be like... Hey, Fastboy, you know, Fastbender MacAvoy <laughs> I just created a celebrity couple name for him. Um, like, here's $50 million each. Or do you think they wiped the slate clean?
1: I think they maybe do what they did in Marvel, which is focus on characters that haven't had their stories told 100 times. Okay. Um, like Deadpool. Like, look at the success of Deadpool. I would see them focusing more on on other areas. There's so many stories out there with X-Men, so many other mutants. Sure. They're going to have to recast some of them at some at point. At some point. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't think you have to continue to always have Professor Xavier and Magneto in every X-Men movie.
0: No, I think that's what like you look at like Logan and yeah, Logan had Professor Professor X in it, but you look at a Logan, you look at a Deadpool, or you look at this new Mutants film that's coming out. Yeah. Like there's a lot of – and New Mutants was particularly exciting because, again, just like Deadpool and Logan, they're taking this, this universe that they own and telling a different sto- type of story with it, telling a horror story with it. That's interesting. I'll be there for it. Yep. If it ever fucking comes out, because it was supposed to come out this year, and now it's not, it's been pushed another year or whatever. Yeah. So well, we'll see. Plus, we don't even know what Marvel has planned for, for phase three. That could all change. Yeah. They probably got this an announcement, like the, one of the reasons I bet you they're, nah, fuck it. I don't even want to get into it here for another 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll talk about that a whole other podcast episode. Um, But that will just about do it for our Deadpool 2 conversation. We both loved it. As I mentioned before, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram instagram at the popcorn diet you can also do us a favor subscribe like us rate us share us with your friends with your family but for the canadian machine mr david melhorn i'm your very best good movie buddy rick williamson and we're gonna see you next time with another good movie on the popcorn diet adios